Hi, I'm Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. And make sure to check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And now, the learning begins in 3, 2, 1. up on episode 43 of Podcast BD, we discuss our one word for the year, and Chris wants to throw us off by talking about something he calls one ideal. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you will have more fun with Chris Nessie, AJ Bianco, and me, Stacey Lindis. Welcome back, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to the first podcast PD episode of 2019. This is episode 43. Thank you all for joining us. I'm here with my podcasting buddies, Chris and Stacy, Welcome back. Chris, how was your break, man? My break was very nice. I can sum it up by saying I took great pride being a parent, bringing the magic of Christmas to life for my children. And I relaxed and ate good food, didn't eat too much. Things are going in the right direction. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, man. That was a, was a very excited intro you had there, man. So, so give, me, give me one thing that you are most excited about for bringing the magic of Christmas to your family. Just literally seeing the joy and excitement in the faces of my two boys on Christmas morning as they tore through Christmas in about <laughs> five minutes. But it was really nice to see them get excited about things that Kate and I were excited to, you know, present to them. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I feel the same way. That's basically what was in our house. And after that, I was just the, uh, okay, now can we open everything? I want to play with this. Yeah, the the unboxing. Sorry, that's right. No, I said unbox, meaning like take them out of the boxes, not unboxes in a YouTube kind of way. Could have made a lot of money on Christmas for that. (laughs) That baby shark guy did. True. Do 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 do. Stacy, don't do it. Go ahead, Stacy. Tell us how was your break? Uh, I love the holiday season, starting in November and going all the way until the end of the 12 days of podcast PD, which is for me is, is the end of, of the Christmas season. A lot of times I'll listen to Christmas music up until this point, but the actual break part of it was pretty amazing. My family always hosts Christmas Eve and Christmas day, different sides of the family come over. For me, it's always just sheer joy to like, see my family. We all pretty much live in New Jersey. I don't know. We're all at different stages of our lives. We really don't get together as much as we could and should. So that was really nice. Unlike you guys, I think that the magical parts of Christmas are beginning to fade in my household. And my question is, like, once that becomes a true reality, do I still have to wrap the gifts? Yes. It can't be like some, like, baby shower, clear packaging. No, because you're. I I think you'll take pride in still being the mom and bringing that little bit of magic and mystery to the holiday. I hate wrapping gifts. That's all I got to say. 
AJ, how was your holiday break? <laughs> I will say no. The rest of it, though, was pretty no, great. No, no, hold on. We're, we're done with you. You're a Grinch now. I'm not a Grinch. I just hate wrapping gifts. No, you're a mean one. I wouldn't touch you with a 36 and a half foot microphone. Oh, my God. Could I say, though, if I could put everything in a stocking, I would make that stocking by hand if I could just put it all in a big stocking. So then get a gift bag. <laughs> anyway, my break was good. I appreciate you asking, Chris. Things were happening over here in the uh, Bianco household. It was a wonderful celebration of holidays and time with the boys and my wife. And it, it was nice. You know, it's, Like you said, it was good to watch the kids get all excited about like Santa and the idea of Santa coming and leaving gifts and eating his cookies. And yeah, we watched Elf for the first time with the boys. I thought it was funny. We've, we've realized that my youngest son is an elf because he follows the four major food groups of candy, syrup, candy, <laughs> and chocolate. So It wasn't sugar? It was sugar, whatever it is. Whatever it is, the kid's always eating sugar. He'd rather eat more dessert than he would uh, dinner. So That's most kids. I know, but I got one rule follower and the other one just wants to eat junk food. So it's all good. But no, the, the break was fun. It was nice and relaxing. Try to spend a little time doing some work, but that was unsuccessful. So we'll just call it a mental break. We've got brand new Podcast PD swag available for sale. Head over to podcastpd.com slash swag, where you can pick up some awesome t-shirts, sweatshirts, phone cases, and much more. Many of them display in the color purple, which happens to be Stacy's favorite color, but you yourself do not have to purchase anything in the color purple. Swag makes you look good, makes you feel good, and it also helps us improve and grow Podcast PD for you. And if you purchase some swag, please make sure you post a selfie to Twitter or Instagram and let us know so we can see our gear and you looking good out in the wild. Coming up in 2019, Podcast PD has some goals. Um, some of them include growing our Facebook and Voxer groups. So if you are not already part of those two groups and you want to be part of some conversation that takes place outside of our podcast um, as topics come up, be sure to contact either Chris, AJ, or myself, and we will add you to our Facebook and Voxer groups. We're also going to be helping you bring podcasts to your classrooms and schools because one of the things that we founded this podcast on was using podcasts for instruction. And even in the early days of this whole hashtag podcast PD, you know, we, we talked about and did things to teach you how to create content. We are going to start to bring you some information about creating podcasts with your students in your classroom. I know throughout the year, the three of us, a combination of us, you know, we do attend different conferences and have the opportunity to present about this very topic. And we can't always get to every conference or go to the places we want to go to, but we always get together and we can create these episodes that can also help you do that, whether it's strategies or gear or technology recommendations. We're certainly going to be bringing that to you here in 2019. And then a final goal is to really um, spend some time investing and in talking to interesting people and having conversations that will help you and us all improve. If you have suggestions about who we should speak with, we would love to hear your recommendations. Go to podcastpd.com forward slash feedback and let us know who you think would make a valuable guest. Or you can go to at podcastpd on Twitter and on Instagram. Again, we're looking for all of your recommendations. We want to grow and get better with you. So our featured 
main topic for this episode, again, our first here in 2019, we're piggybacking on what I'm going to be, I'm going to speak for myself here. And this opinion does maybe not reflect that of my co-hosts, but I'm a little tired of hashtag one word fill in the year. Uh, so that's why I'm throwing a monkey wrench in and I want to talk about one ideal 2019, but AJ or Stacy, why don't you tell the people what exactly one word is because we're going to share words. I think you guys are more into that than I am, but again, I have a different take. So one of you, please share the origins of one word. Chris, you're saying if you're like most people, each January goes something like this, right? You choose a problematic behavior that has plagued you for years and you've had to reverse it. In fact, you can think of two, maybe three undesirable habits, maybe even four or five. The my one word challenge is simple. Lose a long list of changes you want to make this year and instead pick one, one word that represents what you hope you will do in the year ahead. This process forces clarity and results in focus. It's okay to want to be a better you. The question is how? And I was doing this with my students the other day uh, with the one word. And I said, look, it's easy to set goals. It's easy to say you want to do these things. But how do you want to become a different person? I didn't really say a new person. I said, how do you want to become a different person? So the my one word replaces the broken promises with a vision for real change. When you choose a single word, you have a single focus. You're moving toward the future rather than swearing off the past. So if you've chosen a one word, we'd love for you to hear, and we'd love to hear your one word. So please make sure you're sharing it with the hashtag PodcastPD. Uh, and you're going to hear our one words right now. So Stacey, let's start with your one word, because this is something that I know you do, is something that I do. And then I'm curious, Chris, what your ideal might be. So it is something that I do. And it's something that I've done for a while now. And I had to go back to last year's episode of Podcast PD, where we talked about our one word, um, not because I thought I was duplicating it for 2019, but because I couldn't remember um, when I used the year balance. And this year's word is not balance, but it is another B word. And the word is better. Um, I chose better. Um because it kind of fits with some of the themes that I've had going for the past few years. So two years ago, it was balance. And then last year, it was goals. And that really is one of one of the ideas at the start of the year. Although it doesn't always have to be the start of the year, right? It can be any time where you want to make an improvement on yourself. And whether it's a resolution or an intention, then this is really, you know, a way to improve yourself. And better means exactly that. It's like one incremental thing that could make things better. It's lots of incremental things that can make things better. The idea is to honestly just improve and make things better. And I actually stumbled upon the word over the summer when I was paddleboarding and I was listening to the podcast, The Wilderness, and the host was interviewing our former president, Barack Obama. And he basically said um, that, you know, it should be everyone's goal to get better. That is just what we're all striving for or what we should be striving for. And I thought, you know what, that is really, really true. Like better is the perfect word for 2019. And that's why I chose it. 
No, I think that's a fine word. I'm, I'm glad you have you know your reasons behind it, and hopefully, you can live that word to the fullest. And I guess that's what we're supposed to say, right? Live it up, be better. Yeah, I like it. I think it's perfect. What about you? What's your one word? Yeah. So, so for me, my my word for 2019, and I'll, I'll just preface by saying, I told a buddy of mine what my word was because he asked me, and he's and and his reaction was, shouldn't that just be your word? Every year, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I guess so." But for me, this year, my word is patience, and there's more to it than just you know being patient and being calm. Um, when I think of the word patience, you know, for, for me, podcast family this is something you probably didn't know unless you're recently following my social media accounts. But we are expecting our third child, a little baby girl, in the coming weeks from the release of this podcast. So uh, patience is just keeping everything kind of level in my mind. Praise the Lord. So, um, so patience, the idea goes beyond taking deep breath and being calm and provides me with the understanding of everything is going to be what I want it to be when I want it to be there. And I think looking at the idea of patience, I can also continue doing the things that I do and the things that I love, but also not putting so much pressure on myself to have to meet these expectations I set for myself. So for 2019 and beyond, my word is going to be patience. No, I like that it um, connects with like, I think you said balance in there at some point. Um, and I think that if I'm listening to this correctly, it's like not only patience with like your extended family, but also patience with yourself. There's a lot of self-care. Yeah, in yeah I guess that, that's, that's a way to look at it as well. So here comes the monkey wrench. Yeah. The, here's where you get all grinchy on us. Go ahead. Tell us why you don't like one word anymore. I just, okay. So I went back and I listened to our episode 21 where we had some debate. And even last year, I was having doubts about picking one word you were, to I do remember all that. of this. And, and you basically, you basically yelled at me. Go back. And if listen you want to hear that, go back and listen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Podcastpd.com slash 21. So, but my one word for last year was flow. And from listening to that, the reason I picked flow is because I wanted to be more about letting things come to me, not stressing myself out and not sweating the small things that otherwise would normally have aggravated me at that point. And I don't know if I ever really lived up to that or really integrated it into my life over the rest of 2018. And, you know, the more I thought about it preparing for this, and, you know, I, I also talked about this on episode 125 of the house of ed tech a little bit. Why do we have to choose one word? Why can't we choose an idea to which I, I am putting out there one word, not one word, <laughs> easy for me to say, I'm putting out the idea of one ideal. So not a word, but an idea, something to really guide us, basically a complete sentence, but not like making a list of resolutions of, you know, I want to do A, B, and C, but coming up with almost like a mantra to guide me and something I can return to that's just a little bit more detailed than one word. So for example, you know, you might 
want to come up with your own thing to guide you. You know, do you want to be a better teacher? Do you want to be a better husband or wife? Do you want to be a better friend, etc.? Um, for me, I think the ideal is something that will get me to think more about where do I want to be in 12 months, almost like setting a goal. Um, or where do I want to go 12 months from now? Again, setting a goal, but one word isn't going to capture what I might be looking to do or what any of us is looking to do. So what I came up with was, you know, I am going to be working on a number of things this year, both professionally and personally. So I I don't know that I have the complete ideal, but things I want to strive for include losing weight, which I've talked about here before. Um, I want to continue to grow as a content creator, you know, podcaster, you know, maybe get into more live streaming, not here because AJ looks the way he looks. And obviously, you know, I want to do things that are going to make me a better educator and I'm, I'm going to continue to, to grow and learn. And those are the types of things I want to strive for. And I don't think picking one word would capture all of what I just said. Now, I am going to repeat myself if you've listened to episode 125 of the House of Ed Tech. So if you back me into a corner and I'll pretend it's you two who have backed me into a corner like last and year. said, like last year, and said, hey, that's all well and good, this whole one ideal 2019. But if I had to pick a word, my word is simple. The word simple. Why simple? Well, if I keep things simple, whatever comes my way, positive, negative, personal, professional, if I don't get worked up or stressed out and I just kind of let things come to me and just literally just keep things simple, the way I react, the way I approach things, then that should bleed over into many other areas of my life. And why make things complicated? Why you got to go and make... No, nobody wants to hear me sing either. No, not at all. No. <laughs> I'm into the ideal, something bigger than a word. But if you back me into a corner, my word is simple. And I think it's a fine word. And I think it's another word that we all should live by. Um, just making sure things kind of work nicely and evenly. I think that is a simple concept. Yeah, people get worked up about too much stuff. It's just weird stuff. That's where people are wired, though. That's how people live. I fall into that category. I, I'm just saying, you know, for me, that's why patience is my word. I fall into the category where I'm all worked up because I want things to go a certain way. So, Same. I mean, if you listen back to the 12th day of the 12 days of Podcast BD, my recommendation was um, work-life the Ted Worth Life podcast and one of the first episodes is about taking criticism well. And, you know, if you apply it to my one word of better, you take that criticism to make things and yourself better. So I get it. Like, and I gave an example where, um, well, you can listen to it. So go back and listen to the 12th day of the 12 days of podcast PD for this year. And, um, and you'll get an idea of, how that first episode really kind of knocked me over the second time I listened to it. Cause I listened to it right, right around the time that I had an incident at school and it helped. So, yeah. And it applies to all this, but I want you to listen. What do you guys think of the ideal versus the one word? Uh, well, I'm going to push back a little bit because 
you know, I know that um, Gordon goes over this in his book about why it is only one word. And, and he's pretty explicit about it. It's been a while since I've read the book, but I do believe that it was almost for exactly what your word is, just to simplify things, right? And to make it applicable in as many areas of your life as possible. So like, if we pushed you, you came up with the word simple. But then if I look at your ideal, the way I recorded it, like strive for losing weight, continue to grow as a content creator, do things to be a better educator, grow and learn. Like that sounds like a lot, which is two words. And to me seems like almost the opposite of simple. But if you take the word simple and you apply it to all of those areas, I think then you're not setting yourself up for, for the resolution failure. I agree. I, I think the idea is, again, if the word is simple and based on what you said, maybe simple is the best one word. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, simple sh- can bleed into all of those things again. So for creating content, you know, am I going to magically start producing House of Ed Tech every week? No, that would complicate things. Am I going to be live streaming all the time? No, that would complicate things. But to add a few things in an easy, simple way, I think could benefit me. So is that your challenge? Like as you as you come up with new ideas or you want to push yourself further, is it more of a reminder to keep some of those things simple? Yes. So then I push you to one word yet again. Well, you also use my favorite word and that's push. And I think it's time I push myself a little bit. I remember two years ago, your one word was pusher. And I think that's still the foundation I build everything on. So coming next week, it's the Stacey Linda show. (laughs) Stacey gets down to the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty podcast with Stacey Lindis. Nobody wants to hear that. You're always pushing me to do another one. And I always say, I'm funny to watch all the time because I cannot keep a straight face. These cannot be in there. Stop it. They're cold drops. That's how it works. All right. AJ, what were you going to say about Chris's idea of having an ideal? All right. Well, because Chris said the word ideal, I came across this from a a good friend, Kelly Croy, uh, on his Instagram page uh, at uh, KCroy. He put up a quote from Carl Schurz, and it says this, says, ideals are like the stars. We never reach them. But like the mariners on the sea, we chart our course by them. So I thought it was a pretty powerful quote for what we're talking about here, like trying to live in that in that idea of this is what we're going to do. You know, I, I like the one word for the, for the year. I, th- I don't think I have to live by it, but it's my focus. You know, it helps me kind of just take a moment to myself and say, you need to be patient. Or last year, my year was my word was uh, focus. You need to be focused on on these things. You need to be driven. That was a couple years ago. So. I think it's just a, a kind of good, like, step back, see the word, and now continue. You know, ideals, resolutions, those are tricky because they fall. They fall flat, right? By February, a lot of my resolutions for years have fallen flat. So I look at a one word, and I just kind of hope that I can continue on and kind of see that word, take a step back, and just look at a bigger picture. I wonder how many people out there repeat their words. You're not supposed to, according to the book. 
I know that sounds like nonsense. Like I, I, you're not supposed to repeat a word, but like if you're, if you're driven every day, like if you're driven, driven, I am drive, I'm determined. Like you can take any word and make how many synonyms from that word every single year. You know, I said to my students, I was like, one year I was this and one year I was that. They're like, isn't that the same word? I was like, no, <laughs> it is the same word. Yeah. It's the same word. We have the same thing we want to do. Right. We don't, we're not changing our lives all that much that we want to, you know, make things more complex. We want to keep it simple. Right. Simple. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Well, and like you're saying, Chris, <laughs> it's, you know, it's part of the, you don't feel like you lived up to your one word last year. Right. Or right. You said that or was it AJ? Now I'm forgetting. No, I, I said, I, I don't know that I, if I lived up to that. Right, I would like, agree with I, him. I, I don't think I lived up to my one word last year. I don't think I was focused at all. I did. I definitely lived up to the year of balance, but last year with goals. Nah. Um, but I will say that like, it's just, it's, it acts as a reminder to kind of like think it through. And before reading the book, I had the word yet forever. Like pretty much as soon as I became a coach, that was my one word. And that was before I even knew one word existed. I was like, I would finish other people's sentences with the word yet. Cause I, I wanted it to be their one word or, you know what I mean? Like, Without knowing it, like almost to switch the mindset. And I think that's what the one word is intended to do is help you reframe your thinking in that it's not going to be this instantaneous thing that happens by January 31st. So you're going to have to continue and every day think about, you know, how am I going to get better if we're going to apply my word or am I being patient right now in whatever your thing is? Or is this the simplest way that I can go about doing this new thing or this old thing? Right. And I think that when when it's broken down like that, the one word kind of is very forgiving in that it allows for imperfection throughout the year and helps guide us back. Kind of like this quote from Kelly Croy, who it's actually from Carl Carl Schurz. Carl I'm writing Schurz, this yeah. down. This is like one of the best quotes I've seen in a really long time. I really like it. And just to throw out an idea for you who is listening, uh, former guest of the podcast, and maybe other teachers are doing this too, but former guest, uh, Bowtie Joe, Joe Juba, he, when we came back to school, had students in his math classes do one word. And he showed them a video, went over his word, and had his students do it on a piece of paper and on the back write the reason. And then he posted them on the outside of his classroom door so people in the hallway passing by could see what other students were doing. And from talking to some of his kids who I know and interact with, you know, they, they, they bought into it. So it's something that he used, you know, go figure in a math classroom to kind of refocus his students here halfway through the school year. So it might be something that you might like to consider in your classroom. And I also want to remind people that, you know, everyone starts or typically everyone starts the year the calendar year with their one word, but you know, maybe you start your school year with the one word. It was always the way when I was in the classroom that we started the year. It wasn't one word. It was what we called hopes and dreams. And it was part of responsive classroom. And, you know, in the younger grades, they're challenged to represent their entire hopes and dreams in one symbol. So like a logo type image. So like if I wanted to be a better reader, it might be books and books and books and books or whatever, or, you know, if I want to conquer the monkey bars on the playground, 
then I'm drawing that, right? So like looking back on it and reflecting, this is like an aha moment right now is like my kids were challenged to do that without me even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like that was part of the directive through responsive classroom was have them to symbolize it. And so for your kids who were nonverbal or, you know, yeah, not, not nonverbal, but, um, you know, are in the pre-writing stage, then they can certainly draw the image of their one word, either at the start of the school year or right around now, the start of the new year. All right. So I don't think my monkey wrench was too bad. I still have a word. And you guys, I think both picked words that I think suit you. We each have at least two accountability partners in the other two. So we will certainly keep you all up to date. And more importantly than hearing our words, or just as important, we would like to know if you have chosen a one word or if maybe my argument was compelling enough and you have an ideal or an idea that you'd like to strive for here in 2019. So head over to the show notes for this episode at podcastpd.com slash 43. Leave a comment on our show notes. Let us know what your one word is or do that whole thing on social media and make sure you also add hashtag podcastpd to your tweets or your Instagram posts. And we would love to share some of your one words in maybe our next episode or two. And I think that would be fun and exciting. All right. And before we get out of here, we, of course, we just came off of the 12 days of podcast PD that ended at the beginning of January. We hope that you enjoyed the 12 days of podcast PD for 2018. If you haven't listened to all 12 episodes, we hope that you will go back in your podcatcher and check them all out. If you checked out any of the recommendations that we made or some of our listeners made, we would love to hear from you and know what you think. Go to podcastpd.com slash feedback. But here we are. It's the middle of January now, and we would like to come at you with more recommendations because we listen to podcasts. It's what we do. I will go first. That'll give Stacey and AJ a little time to finalize their choice. So I want to recommend a new educational podcast that I've really enjoyed the first couple episodes. There was a teaser and the first episode, <laughs> and it is called the Educational Duct Tape Podcast. And yes, that is duct tape, not duct tape. The host is Jake Miller. You might know him on Twitter. He is at Jake Miller Tech. He does a lot of GIFs online, and he says GIF, but it's GIF. But we're not going to argue about that. It's all in good fun. So here's a description of the educational duct tape podcast. It focuses on viewing ed tech as a tool used to meet goals, address learning standards, and solve problems in the classroom, much as duct tape is used as a tool that solves a plethora of problems in our lives. Jake sits down each week with a different inspiring guest with awesome ideas for using tech in the classroom to share and discuss some awesome ideas. Join Jake Miller for educational duct tape once weekly. You can find that at eduducttape.com, and that is eduducttape.com. And in the whole first episode, Jake goes over in more detail the whole duct tape premise and what it means in education. So check it out. For me, I'm going to stay with the same theme for education. Uh, I've been listening to a fantastic podcast mainly focused on educational leadership. So if you are in any leadership position or if you are looking to become a leader or if you are leading in your school already, I think you're going to enjoy the Aspire podcast. 
It's a, it's called Aspire, the leadership development podcast. And it's created by somebody named Josh Stamper. And you can check Josh out on Twitter and on Instagram at Josh underscore underscore Stamper. And he's a great guy to get to know and to listen to. And I think if you are a leader, I think you're going to enjoy when he speaks to his guests about their visions, inspirations, and experiences. And he even throws his ideas in there as well. And I just like to hear what's going on in other people's schools around the country. And the people he's been interviewing uh, throughout his episodes have been really, really fantastic, really dynamic educators. Some you're familiar with if you're in the social media world and others you're learning for the first time. But uh, if you are of any desire or anything, anything to do with leadership, I really think this is a great go-to podcast. And just because Chris threw several monkey wrenches into our episode this evening, today, tomorrow morning, whenever you're listening, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in and I'm going to include a book that I listened to in audio version. The book is Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin, who does have a podcast, who has a podcast based on her first book called The um, Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Um, she is the author of blockbuster New York Times bestsellers, The Happiness Project, and Happier at Home. And in this book, Better Than Before, she tackles the critical question, how do we change? Her answer, through habits. Habits are the invisible architecture of everyday life. It takes work to make a habit, but once that habit is set, we can harness the energy of habits to build happier, stronger, more productive lives. So I read this book over break. And I highly, highly recommend it. You know, my original inception for my one word better came from Barack Obama. But if you look at the title better than before, it totally fits with how I plan on making little improvements to make myself better than I was before. So if you've read anything by Gretchen Rubin or if you listen to her podcast, um, this is definitely a great audiobook read. Um, it totally jives with its physical copy format um, in that there's not a lot missing by listening to the nonfiction book um, through through an audio media versus um, physical print. So I highly recommend that you check it out, Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. And then you can answer the question, um, what kind of, um, what tendency you have. And that's actually the next book that I'm going to read. Um, the Four Tendencies, also by Gretchen Rubin. So. Very cool. Thanks for those recommendations, guys. Now, one last thing before we head out the door. Uh, this is something we did a little bit, and we want to kind of reintroduce it here at the start of 2019 with our first episode back. And we want to know, do you have your own educational podcast? Because we would love to kind of use our platform to promote your educational podcast right here on podcast pd all you need to do is go to podcastpd.com slash promote your podcast complete the form and on a first come first serve basis we would love to talk about other educational podcasts here on this podcast and there is the option on the google form to upload audio so if you want to create or you already have like a 30 second promo or commercial we would love to play that here on future episodes and you know a rising tide lifts all boats, and I believe that we can certainly help you out by exposing your podcast to our audience and perhaps vice versa. So head over to podcastpd.com slash promote your podcast, and we look forward to learning about even more great educational podcasts 
that are out there. It's been a great first episode back in 2019. I hope the listeners are thinking about their one word. I hope they share their one word with us via all the social media or on our on our site attached to this episode, which is podcast BD forward slash 43. And on that note, I'm going to ask that we say goodbye. So say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Goodbye and happy new year, Podcast PD. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJBianco. And I also blog at ajbianco.me. You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of EdTech podcast over on chrisnessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at irontech. And I blog at irontech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We'd also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com forward slash Facebook to join. You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague. And if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag us. Podcast PD is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. For more podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.